Today's gospel comes from the gospel of John, the 15th chapter. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God, our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. Amen. One of the first things that I planted in the Grace Garden here at church is actually still there. It's still a part of that garden these years later. That first summer, I planted grape vines. Now, unlike everything else in that garden, which is destined to be given away to food pantry clients, my vision for those grapevines was that one day we would make wine out of it and use it in worship here at Cross of Grace. Maybe for a handful of you, one worship. <laughs> so probably first service, you're good. You'll get it first. <laughs> if it ever happens. I planted three vines that summer. So yeah, not, not a lot of wine coming off of that. Especially since only one survived that first full year into the next one. I didn't know how to care for them, and I still don't know why one survived and the other two didn't. The next summer, I didn't want to do anything to lessen the chance of that one surviving vine surviving, so I didn't touch it. And by the time the third summer rolled around, I realized that I had a bit of a problem on my hands. Because by never pruning the vine, it had grown out of control. And pruning, as I learned, was supposed to be done in the winter. But it was too late that third summer, and I could only watch as the tangle of branches produced large, beautiful leaves, but never a single grape. So this year, I put it on my calendar to prune the vine in February. And I was full of doubt about the process. Is this really what I'm supposed to do? Am I doing it the right way? Would it even make one bit of difference? Is there a chance I could kill it by removing so much of its growth? So pruning shears in hand, I nervously set about snipping off the branches and the wayward growths, reducing that huge vine to a stub with only two branches splitting off in either direction. 
I looked at the end result and thought for sure I had killed it. This is a sampling of what came off the one grapevine. A literal sermon illustration here, if there ever was one. Today, however, I am happy to report that it looks healthy. And it has buds on its two remaining branches. And in a few months, there just might be some juicy grapes growing on it. So yeah, all that to say, when I read this gospel about Jesus' spiritual teaching about the vine and branches, I connected more to the story than I had before. I had a deeper connection to the illustration of removing branches from the vine, as well as God's promise to bring forth fruit from the vine. This time around, this story convicted me of my reluctance to prune away branches, both the literal ones in the garden as well as the figurative ones in my life. I was hesitant to prune the grapevines because I didn't actually know how to care for the vine. I was ignorant. Also, I was so grateful that that one survived that I couldn't imagine taking a blade to it in any capacity. I was scared that it wouldn't live. And finally, I was sure I would mess it up. I was full of self doubt. So there we have ignorance, fear, and self-doubt. Three things that prevented the grapevine from flourishing. Ignorance, fear, and self-doubt are also three things that prevent me from flourishing spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So ignorance Why is it that we so often lack the knowledge necessary to take care of ourselves and others? Do we realize that we have to remove branches from our lives that bear no fruit? Are we even aware that there are branches in our lives that do not bear fruit? That is, things in our lives that redirect valuable time, energy, and resources from the truly good things in our lives. And fear. What is it we're afraid of? Is it truly possible for us to fail if we are attuned to God's presence and direction in our lives? Would God let us prune away too much? Would God allow us to sever the wrong branch? Would God prefer simply to chop us down entirely rather than carefully tend to our needs? And self-doubt. Why is it so difficult to love ourselves and to be filled with God's grace? Why do our inner monologues continually tear ourselves down and tear others down? Why do we cling to our resentments and our disappointments? Why is it that 
criticisms from others remain longer with us and demand more energy from us than compliments ever do? What is it that prevents us from trusting that God is a master vine grower and that we are valuable fruit-bearing vines? I want to invite you into a uh, guided meditation. Feel free to close your eyes if you would like. And imagine a garden. And in this garden, it is evident that it is tended to someone who is full of ignorance, fear, and self-doubt. What do you notice about this garden that is visible in your mind? What is growing there? More importantly, perhaps, what isn't growing there? How does it make you feel to walk in and around this garden? Ignorance, fear, and self-doubt ruin more than just gardens, of course. They also ruin lives. Ignorance, fear, and self-doubt will prevent a human life from reaching its full potential. Yours, as well as those with whom you are in relationship. Now, the antidote to ignorance is, of course, knowledge. The antidote to fear is courage. And the antidote to self-doubt is faith. So close your eyes once more, if they're not still closed, and this time imagine a different garden. Imagine a garden that is tended to by someone who is knowledgeable, someone who is courageous, someone who is faithful. What do you notice about what is or isn't growing in this garden? How does it make you feel to walk in and around this garden? How does it make you feel to look at this garden? Now, the difference between the two gardens is that one has been pruned. When Jesus tells us that God, the vine grower, will prune the branches that do not bear fruit, we are to hear that as a promise, not as a threat. This is a speech Jesus gave to his first followers shortly before his crucifixion. This is not a warning about the fires of hell for those who fail to profess Jesus as Lord. He was talking to people who were already following him. Rather, it is an invitation to trust that God will prune the fruitless and wasteful branches in our lives in order for us to flourish. And with enough knowledge and enough courage and enough faith, We will begin to identify those fruitless branches ourselves and perhaps do a little self-pruning of our lives. If that notion of self-pruning sounds a little too awkward or painful, perhaps you could also call this process 
discipleship. Knowledge, courage, and faith are good gifts that come from God. We do not earn or create these gifts. But we do encounter them and become more aware of them in things like prayer. In reading and meditating on scripture and, of course, in acts of love and service with others. Knowledge grows as we admit we do not know everything and approach life instead with an open heart and an open mind. Courage grows each time we engage with others from a position of vulnerability and honesty. Faith grows each time we seek out and wrestle with God's promise and presence in the midst of this world that God loves and redeems. So may you be filled up with wisdom about who God is, whom God created you to be, and what wasteful branches in your life could stand to be pruned away. May you be courageous and bravely set out to make a positive impact in the world, even when it comes at great personal cost. And may you be faithful to the God of love who is at this moment using his followers to redeem, restore, and reconcile the world and one another. Amen.